0: What's up world and welcome back to the Lives and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's episode, we'll first dive into a few news nuggets, such as rapper Fat Joe coming under fire for some recent lyrics that he dropped that are considered anti-Asian in the light of current events. We'll also discuss Wu-Tang Clan's latest marketing stunt and discuss the news that's been bubbling about a Mad Lead-produced Star album should be dropping. Then we'll dive into the recent mixtapes game and discuss who's really to blame for the confusion with that fiasco. Then we'll dive into our main topic on the rise and fall of the hip-hop mixtape. How much did we consume mixtapes when we were coming up? What were the pros and cons of mixtapes? Have we seen market oversaturation with mixtapes? Can any mixtape be considered classic? And we are run through what we feel are some must-hear mixtapes for hip-hop listeners then we'll dive into our album face-off where we'll be putting hard to earn by gangsta against liquid swords by jizzle then we'll run through a quick round of overrated underrated and then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the past week so with that please kick back and enjoy the show Yo.
1: Ah, oh, I like the pick.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, likewise. Likewise. <laughs> At first, I thought you were Jamil, and then I was like, no, they say it says Rosalind's fine. It's just got to be Reggie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's chance.
0: What's going on with your cuz?
1: Nothing much. We've been get stimulated, up. and we got nice work.
0: You get your second shot yet?
1: No, not yet.
0: Okay. Next week, I'm worried. Yeah, that's that's the one that I heard takes you out, takes you down.
1: And <laughs> hopefully not out. I just right here, I
0: man. Hopefully, my wife she actually got her first shot today.
1: Oh okay.
0: Up at uh, UFC, and uh, you know it was it was she, she said it was pretty quick and painless. So. Okay. Fortunately, we are slowly slowly getting back to normal. You know, as long as these variants don't you know take hold too much.
1: Yeah. I guess the good thing about the vaccine is they say when you do get COVID, it's uh, symptomless or very little symptoms. So I'm like, OK, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, I- I'll take the symptoms over, you know, death or hospitalization any day. You know, it's, it's just, you know, I-, I can live with that. I can live with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, whatever I got to deal with. I mean, when I when I was getting flu vaccines on the, on the regular, I was always, you know, feeling symptoms not long after I got them. So, so I eventually just got tired of it, you know what I mean? And stopped getting them, but you know, COVID was a little different.
1: Mm-hmm. You got your second shot?
0: Not yet. April 3rd. April oh,
1: okay.
0: 3rd. So, uh, I'll clear my weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, mine yeah. is uh The thirtieth next week. I'm like, I guess I better have my affairs in order.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, make sure Harley got something to do. How's she doing by the way?
1: She's good. I'm gonna ship her off, you know, next week is spring break. So I get half the break and she get half the break. So half the break, she's gonna be gone and then the other half I'll entertain. Oh Um, nice. I need a break too.
0: Man, must be nice. Must be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gearing up for that spring break too. I, I I ain't got nothing planned for Keaton, but we'll we'll, we'll get into something. But you know, right. whatever we do, it'll he'll it, he'll still pretty much be home all day till I get home from work. So
1: right.
0: But um, oh, real quick, um, you heard that song with Bruno Mars and uh, Anderson Pack? that's Silk Sonic?
1: Uh huh. Yeah, my mother loved it. It's, it's so
0: <laughs> man. It's it's uh dare i say the song of the year already i know it's only march but uh
1: yeah when you got the 60 year olds liking it you know it's it's a hit
0: yeah you've done you've done something different when you got them you got them digging it
1: Right, she's yeah. singing the words and i don't know the words
0: oh wow wow <laughs>
1: yeah it's a it's a cool song
0: man i i like it It's 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 classy it's clean it's a it's a proper duet you know
1: it's, yeah, you could play it. Yeah, you could play it around your parents, but I, it's okay. Dare I you say? Said, you said it's, it's just okay. Hate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I honestly, don't like letting it play through.
0: Wow, wow. I dig it, man. I did, and I'm not. I'm not really even an R&B guy, but yeah, yeah. I dig it, man. I dig it. Um, you know, but you know, I, I just. I'm, I'm at this phase now where it's like. I'm, I'm tired of all the R&B singers trying to be rappers and you know cussing on records. It's like that ain't that ain't how I remember my R&B singers being. You know what I mean? So right. when you get a throwback every now and then, like it's it's cool to see that. You know?
1: Yeah. Maybe it was the whole my mom singing it that threw me. <laughs> Just really it me personally.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> I was shocked when i found out my parents liked um, man what was that uh that first track bruno blew up with uh uptown
1: funk oh yeah
0: yeah my my, my parents love that song i was like oh oh okay
1: yep that's the cut right let's step into it and everything else you
0: know so but uh oh briefly going back to what we were talking about with, with these vaccines this man you can tell america's getting back to normal man because we uh, we starting to see mass shootings popping up again
1: That's crazy
0: You know so I, I saw something with a grocery store in Colorado But I'm not exactly sure Of the details I didn't have time to really Read you know read the article
1: Yeah
0: um, so I, 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 I just hope you know it, it was minimal whatever Happened you know the damage was minimal But uh, you had homie Who um, shot all those Asian women last week and you know, it's just geez. It's like here we go again, you know. As right. soon as we can get back out, you know, these nuts. Both start of
1: popping. them were escorted out alive though, so that's
0: Yeah, know. well, you know, that they're always gonna get the red carpet treatment, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, they they try to try healthy. to
0: interview him and they'd find out what went wrong with his day and
1: right. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. Oh my gosh, he had a thank bad you. day. <laughs> Tell me about it. They they <laughs> act like
0: his they act like his car didn't start after he worked a double or something. Like you kidding me?
1: Right.
0: A bad day.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yo, what's what's going on, Pat? Hey, hey. what's up? What's up? What's good? with your man? Welcome back to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Nah, nah, not a problem, man. Thank you. What, what's going on, Reggie? Yes, what's up,
2: my dude? I'm uh, I'm on baby duty right now, so I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm here now.
0: Yeah, yeah you're here. You said you're on up, baby Pat? duty tonight, huh? Yeah, man, of course <laughs> OK. I know how that go. What, what's up, Jamil? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now.
2: OK. What's
0: e- peace going to the on? gods. What's going on, bro? <laughs> man, I'm out here. <laughs> that's good man. that's good what good type of me is this wait a minute is that, that cameron
3: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah she, she representing right man she representing right <laughs> rosalind's finest that's but wow uh, oh just just want to welcome everybody to the show man uh, and thank you all for dropping in i um, first just to kick everything off, man. We, we were going to dive into a few news nuggets first, uh, just to hit real quick. I don't know if y'all have seen this, this this article or this this, this story that kind of dropped, but uh, Wu Tang is back at it again, man. Uh, with with terrible marketing, you know. I, as much as I love the Wu Tang Clan, they just the, the the things that they've been doing lately are just they're really reaching to me. And I don't know if y'all saw this, but what they're doing is they're releasing a 400 pound
3: uh, coffee coffee
0: table book featuring, I guess, rare and unseen photographs of the group and from their early stages on. And the, the price of this coffee table book is it has not been disclosed, but they're only producing 36 copies of this coffee table book.
1: Did you say 400 pounds?
0: Four hundred pounds. Yes, that ain't no coffee table book. That's like the Ten Commandments, slab, Like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the
2: coffee table,
0: right? right. That is the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying there. You ain't lying there. But they're only doing, they're only printing up thirty-six copies of this coffee table book. Let's see. It says, yeah, it, it showcases rare and unseen images of the band. Um, it says it provides a unique glimpse into the origins of the biggest hip hop crew of all time. What what do y'all what, what do y'all think it is? this? Do y'all think this is a cool idea? Do you think it's 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 trying a little too hard here? Because it to me it just it smacks of what they did with uh, once upon a time in Shaolin with the with a singular copy of that and then auctioning it off for, for two million dollars. You all think this is a cool idea, or do you think it's kind of just more more of that? It, it feels pretty similar, um, and it's gonna end up in the hands of the same people. Like, ain't no like the original Wu heads that was that was really you know down with the click like that. You notice this is not gonna be a cheap product. Um, it's it's kind of dumb to do it in that way. Like if you were gonna make a coffee table book and, and made it
3: you no, know accessible
0: have- to to people, I think people would rock with it. But just it, it's kind of a mockery. <laughs> Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say the same thing, Jamil. Like like you know that like nobody cool is gonna buy one of these books. You like you're not gonna hear about Jay Z or Nas buying one of these books. It's gonna be you right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you heard about like Jared Kushner or, or, or Donald <laughs> Trump Junior buying one of these Exactly. Books. Elon three, Musk. <laughs> yeah, three months from now. Oh yeah, right, Elon Musk or somebody like that. Like it's it's always people who kinda have a um uh-oh.
1: a fetish for hip hop
0: yeah that's a good term that's a good term a fetish they, they they don't really come from the culture but they're you know they're kind of infatuated with it a little bit
3: you right
2: know, so yeah I, I think yeah. you gotta blame your boy though man
0: yeah this this has Rizza written all over it um, yeah man that dude oh, they, that
2: dude that dude is only a genius in music like everything else he does does is horrible.
0: Yeah yeah it's like you say man you ain't learned nothing from from this martin scharelli fiasco man like you know just just reward your fans with good music man it's like it's it's a shame we never really got one last good wu-tang album and i I get it it's hard getting nine people all on the same page creatively i get that but you know i kind of wish they would kind of just focus their efforts in that direction because like look your, your legacy is already cemented you know we love y'all 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 are one of the most beloved hip-hop groups in history but like you know stop trying to you know kowtow to this other crowd you know for a quick cash grab i just you know i don't know you not it, it, it didn't sit too well with me well, what were your thoughts yeah, on the past?
4: yeah i was gonna
0: say that um i'm sorry yeah, um, y- y'all, y'all having a good old time over there.
4: <laughs> no, that's, that's in the just one person, believe it or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was going to say, man, that that's, you know, now we have a new generation in like the game now, and it's the collector culture. You know, people just love to collect. And now a lot of people have the means to to do it just to you know buy stuff you know like kanye said i'm gonna spend 400 bucks on this just to be like you ain't up on this so mm-hmm. is i think you getting people that more and more just like you know for the money grab and you know them being businessmen and opportunists is you know they taking advantage of it and you know because you got it, it's a lot of like coffee table books like probably in the last 10 years people have like began to you know like buy them and, and keep them the big books and you know they got them at their home I have one the, the glow in the dark tour book and then I think Virgil Abloh is about to drop a book so you know mm-hmm. they trying to get in that lane and take advantage of it but I'm, I'm with y'all like man just make music man we you know we so starved here, and, and yeah. you know, in the music world, we need it, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, you bring up an interesting point because I would expect that from the Virgil Blows and you know the the Hebrew Brantleys and other people like that, because art is what they do. You know, they they make right. they make great images, man. Um, but with but but even them with them, it's like I doubt they're doing like a very very limited you know limited copies of their works too. I think they'll print up however many, you know, people are buying. You know, whereas with this, it's like, yeah, we're only going to do 36 copies. It's like, yeah, it's it's just so corny. But even them doing 36 copies, like, I get it. You know, you make something rare, it becomes valuable. But what's the point of making it 400 pounds? Like, that's where I guess the disconnect is for me, because who's buying this? Like, ain't nobody got no forklift. So (laughs) where's, like, how does this get sent to me? I, yeah. The whole thing it just is it's weird and you're gonna have it you gotta have it airlifted airlifted to your uh your helipad, Jamil. And then what if you weigh it and <laughs> but it's it still gotta 300? come from the house and the elevators now, so <laughs> well, just hire one of your servants to get the forklift and bring it in. <laughs> That's somebody like a
1: uh Elon Musk weighing it and it's three eighty seven instead of the four hundred and now he wanna <laughs> cause <calls laughs> a fuss and get a refund.
3: Right. <laughs>
0: Yo, that's gotta be Jason with the OJ uh Avatar. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I almost uh, used the up? OJ
2: Avatar today.
0: <laughs> what's good, Jason? Oh, nothing much, man. I just I just got off my meat, so now I just hopped in. I heard that. I heard that. All right, man. Um, next little news nugget, man. I, I don't know if y'all saw this, but Fat Joe, he he's come under fire for a lyric that he dropped on a guest appearance on Benny the Butcher's newest album and the the, the lyric that is in question let's see it's from the song Talking Back <clears throat> and he said uh, what did he say and it, 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 this is the bar he says uh, track me in and out of cor- court Harvey Weinstein threw up that white in the pie gave me gave him pipe dreams and watch it spread like the Wuhan virus do him dirty for the low like. Wu-Tang Cyrus um, and what people have a problem with is the spread like the Wuhan virus line in light of the rash of violent you know anti-Asian-American incidents that we've seen in the country uh, be- because of people labeling COVID-19 the Wuhan virus the China virus the Kung Flu stuff like that ain't nobody um, doing that with Trump that's what? not true at all I ain't never heard
4: nobody do that except Trump Nah, It's that's 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 all over the place. Mm. Boy, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at that. That's (laughs) all.
0: No, but I was I was gonna say. Do you all do y'all feel that it's fair to to criticize him for the line?
1: Yeah, because Wuhan could have easily been coronavirus. Like, why did you have to say Wuhan? He he tried to inflame or get a laugh out, and it kind of backfired. And now he backtracking.
0: When was the last time you bought a Fat Joe album?
1: <laughs>
3: Never.
1: Rest <laughs> in peace, Big Pun. I'm like, Get it. you know, <laughs> like okay. Well, well,
0: it wasn't. It wasn't on his album. It w- it was on Benny the Butcher's new album. Right. So it's it's probably going to hit a lot of ears. Oh. Um, I, I I I do feel it's fair to to kind of criticize him for it in in light of current events, but th- I. His his response was he he Fat Joe responded very you know well to it though he he said he, he sent out a, a a tweet where he said I'll address the Benny verse I did that verse a year ago uh, when the news was calling it the Wuhan virus before they called it COVID uh, I support and love all my Asian brothers and sisters never hate you know so he he did to his credit he did try to get ahead of it and, and try to you know give some context to to the bar if you know if he if he spit that line a year ago i i, I get it you know yeah, that's true
2: um, i don't it, believe he did that a year ago
0: right it's possible it's possible
2: because i heard i heard that album and i
0: heard the verse and there was i can't remember what it was but there was something in it that while listening to that verse it made me specifically say he must have just did this I'll have to go back and listen to it again to kind of remember what it was, but I remember having that feeling. And I think it might have been just like the quality of his vocals. I think that might have been it because it just sounded rushed to me, like he did it over Zoom or something. I ain't buying it. He just did that a year ago. (laughs) Plus, plus, didn't Benny. When was his last project? Well, this is from the project that just dropped Friday. I know, but I'm talking about the last Benny album. Oh, the last Benny album. the last it was minute, less I'm... than a year ago. Yeah, it was was what? What was that? October. So you wrote that last year, Joe? I don't know, man. <laughs> Why didn't it make the last project? <laughs> hey, man, I don't. I don't know the answers to these things, man. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I don't, I'm not. I'm not
4: buying it. Yeah, I, I get it though. You you just putting the pieces together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I man, dude, that's I I. I see I can I'm kind of like on, on the fence with this one because I see like, you know, what's going on, you know, with the with well, what happened uh, down in Atlanta. And then just like all this Asian hate is just totally uncalled for you know and should never be just something that should be laughed at and then again i'm like man can't nobody take a punch no more you know without just falling out and and, and dying like man you know just think of if we go back even i'm sure some of the albums the two albums we are gonna consider tonight you know it's something on there that somebody could get super sensitive about so Absolutely. you know right. i'ma just i'ma just have to file this one under the too soon category like you know you should have gave it a little time but right i think the context of
0: it matters too like there's a very big difference between wuhan virus and kung flu like it, it wuhan is an actual place and there is you know some evidence to suggest that that's where things began it's not an attack on a race of people it's a location it's like, you know, West Nile virus, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's it's a name of it. And I think the way that the term China virus was used and the term Kung flu, it was used specifically to blame a group of people. That's why you say China, not Wuhan, right? You're not talking about a location. You're talking about a huge area that represents a lot of the people. Um, and, and, you know, the place that it was said and Um, The people who were saying it were using that language deliberately to get, you know, a reaction, maybe not to incite violence. But, you know, who's to say what the what the ultimate motive was, but it it certainly was to get a a negative reaction to the Asian community. Um, But but wouldn't the issue fall? I mean, yeah, Fat Joe said it, but wouldn't the issue fall to Benny for putting it out and not? You know, checking it before he did. You know, saying it hey, I to, maybe I need to audit, edit this. Or, I mean, come on, they they edited. Uh, Jada wasn't it Jada Kiss and was like stacked chips like Hebrews and they and they blanked it out. Different though. Uh-oh. Who's who's that, around the label? Yeah,
5: that's I mean, a that's a saying. fair point.
0: They, but they should have just blanked it out or whatever. He should have he should have took care of that. Yeah, right. and they still good. can because it's it's all digital for the most part, right? So they right. actually should be real easy to fix. Yeah, that, that's a that's a fair point. There, there is some, you know, if you're gonna place some blame, you know, on, on on the artist. Yeah, he kind of, I would say he shares maybe ten percent of the blame. You know, being that, that he, you know, even though he wasn't the one who wrote and said the line, he still allowed it to be on his <clears throat> on his song and on his album. So yeah, that that's that's fair. That's fair. I, I remember when, um, you know, the thing with Tory Lanez and him shooting Megan the Stallion first broke out. A lot of people have features with him that they removed from their albums before they dropped them. Right. So, you know, yeah, right. you, you do have that option, you know, but yeah, I think it was just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of with Pat. I think it was just kind of unfortunate timing. And, you know, he, he probably forgot he even said it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then unfortunately all this other stuff, you know, started happening. Um, another, another little quick news, Nugget Man, I wanted to uh, discuss real quick. Looks like um, maybe, just maybe we might see a second Black Star album. The album that they apparently um, had recorded that was produced by Mad Lib, it was kind of shelved indefinitely because of, you know, red tape and, you know, all that other stuff that comes, you know, along with the music industry. But uh, Talib Kwali sent out a, a, what was it? What was it, Jamil? Was it a tweet or Instagram? Hit? It was just Instagram post. Okay. Saying hashtag sample clearance hat, hashtag black star, and he had the date uh, April. He didn't put the date up. I I did that. I was messing with you.
3: Oh oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was there was no date attached to it. Oh wow! I didn't wrote the date down in my notes and everything, man. <laughs> but um. What, what what do y'all what do y'all think about this album? Are, are, are y'all are y'all do y'all wanted to see the light of day? Y'all anxious to hear it? Like, you know, what, what are y'all's hopes for it? I I just don't want to get my my feelings all up and then get disappointed. As most devs want to do for sure. Yeah, you're talking about disappointed because uh, it doesn't come out, out. <laughs> or disappointed because it's because the music is not not up. To no, ground. I think it's gonna be tight. I'm just saying, not come out at all. Like, and I'm expecting it. Oh, I see. Okay. I mean I'm just saying, I, I I'm I'm if it was just Ty Lib I I'd be like, okay, I don't wanna be disappointed in the I sometimes I have an issue with the beats he picked and I get tired of hearing him rhyme. But him and most death do go well together. So mm-hmm. and then you got mad lib on the beat, so I ain't worried about that. And I ain't worried about most death unless he just start wanting to sing every song. But I have confidence in what they gonna do. I just don't want to get disappointed where they say all right here's the album nope no, nah, we gonna push it back we didn't get the clearance on this now they remixing songs and stuff it's not the original project yeah i i you know if it drops i, I will definitely check it out you know the, the first black star album is is to me one of the best hip-hop albums ever made and it's gonna be hard to follow up so there's there's also a part of me that kind of doesn't want it to come out because it's 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 you know it's gonna be hard to live up to the last one you know and and we're talking what 22 years yeah 23 23.
3: wow
0: oh yeah 98 not 99 you're right 23 years you know since since their last you know effort together so you know do they do they still you know got got the got the chemistry do they still got the touch i don't know I would like I mean, they've been, they been making they've been making songs together in between periodically right i couldn't, I couldn't see why it was because i think the last song they did was the fix up right no they did um was it the fix up
1: they did together
0: i couldn't tell you i honestly couldn't tell you i thought it was the last song they did was that song on uh most deaths uh album history that history track but you're probably right. The fix-up was probably a little bit more current yeah,
4: than
0: that. Yeah, no, the fix-up was after that. Yeah. And I thought the fix-up was just okay. You know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. But I it love was, that song. You crazy? It was. It was okay. It was okay. You're gonna, you're gonna be
2: disappointed
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe I will be, man. Maybe I will be. But I thought the fix-up was just okay. You know, it was. It was. It was a nice little, you know, a nice little one-off song, but.
2: I mean, and Mad did that.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. I think with this, the the key is to not try to compare it to the first album. Um, Just appreciate the project for what it is and not, you know, tear it down for what it isn't. Like, you know, coming coming to to America America too. Right. (laughs) That's exactly what I had in mind. Some of us kept trying to, you know, say it wasn't this, it wasn't this, it wasn't this, instead of just enjoying the things that it did have. (laughs) some some of us like me 100 <laughs> like you <laughs> hey man look 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 i just wanted it to be funny is that too much to ask for and it was funny you laughed i laughed twice That's i, not...
4: just gonna say that. I laughed twice
0: you know it's i'm not to expecting it to be the original i'm really not but just be funny man just be funny and and, and... Ah, we, 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 we we talked about that. We talked about that, that on the yes, last we did. show. Yes, Ch- we did. Ch- Chaz, what did you think of coming to America too?
1: I refuse to uh, put that on my eyeballs.
3: <laughs>
1: so I've just heard enough where it's like, eh, you know, I got so much I watch, I don't feel like I missed anything. I watch this stuff, so.
0: Yeah, you didn't miss much. Did, did you get a chance to see it, Pat?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. what what were your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I did told it off. Yeah. You know, I was like, man, you know, I I the end though like was I enjoyed with seeing all the 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 cameos from you know the the first movie. The first movie is just so good, man. It's like you know, you just can't top that you can't top that like that movie the cultural influence of that movie is just it's amazing you know but yep. yeah it was it was bad but yeah i am looking forward to the most deaf and uh to live thing i was listening to uh quest love podcast and he was like yo i heard the most Death." uh the Black Star Mad Lib album. He was like it's amazing. I was like, "Oh, like we're never gonna
5: hear it." That's <laughs> was <laughs> yep. <love> terrible. Oh,
4: <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, I I'm definitely looking for it cuz I like Liberation by T- uh with To Live and that was, and, um, that was uh, album. Uh, Mad Lib album. Yeah, that was that was a good album. And then uh, the song did Madlib uh, do a song on, uh, he had a, a track on the static, right? Yeah, mistaken? he had a few tracks. Yeah. Yeah. He did, so he did, Yeah, yeah. He like five of them. Yeah, yeah, yep, so just, you know, them over those beats, I, and I know those like, good beats that Madlib puts out will bring just the best out of those two artists. You know
0: what they not but I, I think that that album is not gonna drop until this whole COVID situation is resolved. Because they I mean everybody putting their projects out, but you gotta know you gotta think everybody in the world that listen to hip hop won't is gonna check for that album, but they can't do no tours or no shows or no concerts or nothing. They are gonna live and die financially off the touring for the album and they can't do that. It's not like they're gonna get uh, 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 twenty million streams and get their money up with that.
5: Yeah. You know, like some of these newer That's artists, good point. they
0: gonna need to they gonna need to tour yeah. and to do some shows. Yeah, and I don't yeah. even know if they're gonna, gonna have to do a bunch of that. shows in like Miami it. and Houston. Yeah, get <laughs> right. out. Those only those only cities just doing concerts, man. Pretty much what? in Atlanta, what?
4: man. What? Florida, gonna Florida. So we gonna get
0: our forty acres in Houston. <laughs> All right, so we are gonna go ahead. We're gonna dive into our first main topic for tonight. Um, the night, and the overall theme of uh, tonight's show is is, is mixtapes. But the, mm. the first topic I wanted to dive into, um, I don't know if y'all heard about this this mixtape scam that's kind of been going on for the past you know year and some change. But uh, basically, what it is, you you have rappers, you have like kind of like these small time rappers who are you know grinding on SoundCloud or whatever. And then through social media, uh, they'll get contacted or DM'd by a bigger artist and they'll say, hey, I- I've heard your stuff. I'm a big fan of your work. <clears throat> I'm putting together a compilation or a mixtape that's going to be coming out. Tell you what, pay us $500, $1,000 for a slot on this mixtape and you know, <laughs> we'll send you the track, you rap on it, you give us the money, and then you know, and, and sometime within the next three to six months, this is gonna drop. And what's, what's been happening is that um, the, these, these projects, they're being put together by some sort of like third party. And it's usually some sort of, you know, internet DJ or whatever. But the problem is that even for the ones that are legit, these mixtapes aren't getting any more than a hundred to hundred and twenty listens, and the artists that that have been, you know, connected to this, they're calling it a scam, but it really just sounds like a bad investment. Uh, the artists that have been connected with doing this is the Game, uh, Safari, Fat Joe, uh, Redman, Man, uh, Benny the Butcher was was involved at some point, Jada Kiss. What do y'all think of this? Do you all think that you, you all think that it's the artists who are to blame for this, or is it the the third party DJs who are putting these together, or who don't know how to promote the material? Do you think it's the the younger, hungrier artists for kind of falling for it? What do you? Who do y'all think is to blame for this?
1: I mean, the uh, the mainstream artists know because the game got called out for it, and he says something along the lines of. Well, I gave them what I promised. I told them they'd be on a a mixtape next to the game, a song by the game, and they're on a mixtape next to a song by the game. So how did I cheat them? So it's not like he even (laughs) showed any empathy. He's acting like this was part of the game, chalk it up to the game. So they know what they're doing. They're making a lot of money. So it's not a bad investment for the artists. I mean, the mainstream artists, it's a bad investment for the up-and-coming ones. Who's making money? Like well, this doesn't sound like he's making. Because if you are charging like five hundred or a thousand dollars per song, and then the mixtape has like forty songs on there, and you're only putting it on a that piff, you're not, you know, you don't have to publish anything really. That's yeah, right. you're making a lot of money.
0: Yeah, okay. that's a
1: good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, so there's it's a at lot... twenty thousand about approximately if you got forty songs. Mm-hmm. You know, and most artists are getting charged like a grand, you know, for these features.
1: Yeah, like a grand, yeah.
0: You know, so they're they're basically paying for the notoriety and the cloud of being associated with this bigger name. Because when the mixtapes drop, you know, you do have the artist the bigger artist picture on the cover. But mm-hmm. they're not they're not really they're not really getting much traction and a lot of people are saying that it's this is just another I guess you could say symptom of, of COVID. Like a lot of artists aren't, they don't have a whole lot of money coming in right now because there are right. no shows, you know. Right. And you got a lot of artists that are rich. Not I shouldn't say rich. They're famous, but they're not rich.
1: Right. Right. You know. Okay. So
0: you know times get hard, man. You you know you you'll try to find a way to you know make a buck some kind of way. But um, I don't know, man. I, I think it's unfortunate, but mixtapes have kind of um and i'm gonna get into this a little later mixtapes have kind of uh i don't know man they, they, to me they've kind of made people wary because it's, it's just so much material coming out you know and it's it, it hard to to give an ear to every every single thing that drops you know it's just it's just impossible to so you know these younger artists they, they're hungry you know and they they want they want to make a name for themselves so their careers could pop. So, you know, of course, to them this seems like a good idea. You know, man, the game reached out to me or Shady Kids reached out to me. You know, like, let me, you know, let me jump at this. So and um, pay them some
4: money? Like
2: that don't, that don't even sound right. Well, like
0: well they're this. probably they're probably thinking like, man, I, I, I pay them this quick little thousand, and you know, if that translates into twenty thousand units of my digital mixtape getting sold, then it then it's worth it. Right. Right, but. Like you just being a person of common sense, <laughs> how does that sound to you? It you sounds know, like a bad whatever, investment to me. This is what I'm saying. Like because my, my my first question is going to be like, where is this mixtape going to be available? Right. Who's putting it together? You some how much does it cost? If it blow up, who getting to publish? That's right. Right. This could have been a bad investment, even if it was more successful. Because let's say this thing blows up and you 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 have paid <laughs> you know a thousand dollars you paid right. five hundred dollars and you get and nothing. none of it you get the fame
1: mm-hmm. well yeah
0: but that's what they're paying for they're paying for the fame you know right but, what but I, I guess my point is this doesn't feel like a scam to me like it's it happens. It is it's part of the game. Like it's kind it's of it's, it's not like a bad boy contract or something. Like I it's, it's, it's preying on people's stupidity and fr- and franticness. But how long is that going to continue to be an excuse? Like all this information <laughs> oh, is it, available. It was never an excuse. It just is what it is. It's That's true. It's just I would say that you know before it was more difficult to come by information because you actually have to like you know hire an entertainment lawyer and. You know people didn't know that now you got google at your fingertips like there's not a lot of information that isn't accessible there should be no reason that people are getting you know screwed over um in the industry And this is uh, on a really small scale to be honest i guess they kind of might chalk it up to you know if you if you did a song and you wanted a feature from a particular artist you gonna have to get your your bread up to pay them that their their feature fee versus This is somebody that I wanna I, I wanna work with and and I'm dope and you dope and we both mutually agree that we like each other's stuff, so they work together and it's a collaborative effort versus just I'm paying for a verse from somebody right. and they don't never meet. They just he record in California, I record in New York, and then they're just sending the file back and forth. So I, I mean if, if they look at it like that, some but some of them might look at it as hey. I'm, uh, I mean, it's not the same because it's going on a project, not necessarily same song, but they f- might feel that they're reaching out to the same audience and paying right. a cheaper rate than the feature fee. they just dropping a fraction of that to put it on a mixtape, which I have an right. issue with it being a mixtape because the mixtape used to be an MC spitting over other people's beats
3: exactly. and putting the
0: project out versus I'm putting out a project with all new material, all new beats, all new production and calling it a mixtape. Yeah, yeah, that's an album, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna get into that. In fact, let's 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 dive into it now. Um, the, the 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 life and death of the hip hop mixtape. Now, there's de- several different. We all know about you know the definition of a mixtape, you know, and how they started out uh, in the beginning days of hip hop. <clears throat> hip hop was largely you know live, so the only way people could really consume it was through mixtapes uh you know that recorded park jams and stuff like that and then eventually you did have djs like uh uh you know cool hurt grandmaster Caz, brucey e. b uh you know coming out and and putting together actual proper mixtapes so basically you, you have three eras of the mixtape you, you you've got the the era where they were literal actual tapes and you know the music was put on and blended and dubbed from vinyl then eventually, you had the second era of the mixtape, where um, it was rappers rapping over other people's beats, and you know, putting out material to kind of get around the red tape of labels, because this was around the time when labels started shelving projects and the white label. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and if you didn't have material in the streets, your fan base would quickly forget about you. So you you had that era where you saw artists like you know Lil Wayne, Fifty Cent even Papoose and Saigon, you know, kind of, you know, making their bones with the with, on the mixtape circuit. And then finally, you have what we're in now, which is the digital mixtape era, where they often double as albums or or they double as playlists, whatever you want to call it. But que- question to you all, and I'm so glad I got I got you on for this one, Pat. What what was y'all's relationship with mixtapes coming up? Did you all consume them on the regular, what were they Were they just as,
3: sorry about that.
0: Were they, were they just as influential as albums?
4: Um, It could be. Man, for, for me, like my first, like introduction to mixtapes was when I would go visit my, my sister's, uh, grandparents in New Jersey and, you know, like I would go with her brother. He would take me like to to New York and to the city. And then, you know, we go to Harlem and then you see these guys standing, you know, selling mixtape. And so like I bought like a Kia Capri mixtape and a ronji not knowing that they was like bootlegs. But what I mean, like it's a mixtape. It was like all Bootleg, basically. Right, they were all bootleg, right? Then. right. <laughs> yeah. So that was like my introduction to it, and then like ninety percent of the music, like you think about, like pre-internet era, where things were, are you know more connected and you know have further reach. Ninety percent the music of the music on those tapes were like songs that nobody ever heard of, you know, back home. So. I got like, you know, my on the block street cred for having these tapes and, hey man, do me a copy of that. So, you know, that for me, that was like, like, you know, my introduction to mixtapes. So it was good for me. And then fast forward uh, or, or a mixtape that I really, like it really helped me to grow like as a DJ, um, just, you know, just the, the flow of it was, funk master flex first the volume one mixtape just hearing him spin on that was like like i to this day i could listen to that and and study it and find you know just different techniques that he used just you know it just really helped me and i was like that's how i want to sound when i play so it, it you know like that influence for me personally i can't speak for other people, but that was like the influence. And then, you know, once DJ Clue started bubbling, you know, everybody was trying to, you know, by then I was DJing, you know, DJing at a club. And, you know, you were trying to get those new Clue, you know, songs, those freestyles, you know, good quality white label. You know, uh, bootleg vinyl, so you could play at the party that night, because you know it was what was people was buzzing about. So, right, that's how it it, it affected me. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice. I like I like hearing I like hearing that history, man. Like,
4: yeah, know,
3: um,
0: you know, every everybody's experience is different, but but I- I'll give up the floor. If anyone Jeez. else wanted to wanted to share w- w- their relationship with mixtapes, where where they oh, were they I- something you, you you sought out. Uh my thing was like I said, I, I I've always had a love and hate relationship with it because I appreciated it for what it was originally when people was just putting out material and it's just a collection of different stuff that people was just vibing on. And then like Pat said, when you got like DJ Clue and, and Funk Master Flex when they was putting projects together, but then it started where people were making songs specifically for uh, for them. Um, mm-hmm. Then they start, you know, I right, now I gotta find it. I remember when, when Biggie first came out, I was in New York and I couldn't find it because I didn't know that his stuff was going by Notorious B.I.G. then. And it was a, you know, I'm looking, I mean, I went through like three boroughs trying to find a Biggie Small tape and couldn't. And, uh, <laughs> and I think I got the, uh, Whose tape was it? It was somebody's. It was a, uh, I, I wanted to buy some mixtapes with some stuff on it, but I had songs that I had never heard before. And, you know, you coming back, like, I'm, it was like a, a Wu-Tang song was on there. Like, what in the world is this? Or, or, uh, uh or, you know, you get the sound bombing, you know, stuff. And I'm like, so, you know, it, it just depends on what era. I've, I've like I said, a love and, love and hate relationship with it, but I don't like the way they do it now where you got somebody like Quavo or whoever. They just put together a whole project and it's like an album for everybody to get versus something unique. And I just want this one or two particular songs because that's what's popping just to spin, you know, or to just to hit Red Man on an old dirty, you know, their dirt old dirty track or you would never hear nobody else on a Wu Tang song and somebody mixed it and you got it and you could play it and you know get your props from it. but nowadays it's not even really a mixtape. It's just a
1: it's just the... I'm
0: gonna record some music on Pro Tools and kick it out the next day. Right.
2: Yeah. There was a there was a level of quality that you used to get from mixtapes. Like uh, I can't remember uh, who said
0: it, but it was a, a, a means to keep your audience engaged. So you never wanted the quality to slip. You know what I mean. So you're still bringing it. Especially it was it was cool to hear like MCs who were known to work with a particular producer or work with a particular sound, and then you get an opportunity to hear them on something different. Um, that's interesting. Or you know, we always hear tracks and like man so and so would sound good over this beat and then through mixtapes was when you would get an opportunity to hear things like that um i think it it definitely served its purpose you know at the time and like many other things it evolves into something else some some good some bad i think um there was definitely a decline in in quality that would happen because somewhere along the line in mixtape culture people took that to mean that all right, since this is not gonna go on an album, the level of quality doesn't have to be there. I'm just gonna do a bunch of, you know, yeah. just do a bunch of verses just to get it out there. And that that was never really what it was. Like you do your mixtapes, you know, you definitely wanna feed the streets, but you're still supposed to, you know, bring your artistry wherever you go, right? Your pen is supposed to always be sharp. You're always supposed to be on, you know, if you're gonna put this product out, but once, you know, culture started to shift and change and evolve and, um, you know, the value system of hip hop uh, just got to be very different. And it was about your presence, meaning, you know, how, how visible are you? That's what made you relevant, not necessarily what your content was. So in order to keep up with that new value system, I got to keep putting out material. But just like yeah. anything else, you know, the more you duplicate and the more you, you know, mass produce something, the less the quality is going to be because you don't have uh, the ability to put as much time into it because you got to continue to reproduce it at such a high rate. Yeah, yeah. Yo, um, I, I, I want to throw something else real quick. Real, real. Go ahead. The best thing I ever got that I, I don't I don't even really know if it would be considered a mixtape. When I went to New York to get that Biggie tape, well, not I was in New York when I was searching for it. I wound up getting a. Uh, it was a it was a Hot 97 promo mix set. and it had like uh, it, and they were doing promos for Angie Martinez I think it's somewhere around my house right now and they were doing a bunch of like all these different artists that you know you, you consider legends now they were doing promos for her Hot 9 whatever and uh, and it had it was a J.Ru and Primo song on there it was an intro song for her show and it was 10 Crack Commandments mm. but, yeah like, yeah But the tape had like different songs from all these different people with original stuff and it was just all put together. That's what I consider, you know, a mixtape. You know, you got Sadat X doing a song for something just for her promo. Even though they was like one minute or two minute songs, it was just like, you know, different people doing different stuff or people collabing that you would never hear. And that was the mixtape, not just putting out projects. Right. Right. Right, right. Yo yo Reggie, do you remember um do you remember at, at Chaz, Do you remember the, the dude uh he was a security guard but he also coached the basketball team. His name mm-hmm. was Troy and he used to he used to put together mixtapes. He was a DJ. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you ever come yeah, one I remember. of his mixtapes? Ah uh, yeah, I did hear a few of them actually. Um but I can I can't recall. Them. I mean, if that was something specific you wanted to highlight or something, I wouldn't remember. But I do no, 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 no,
0: no. I was just, I was just bringing it up because I used to copy his mixtapes, man. They were dope. Me and no. my brother. And like, he would have stuff on there. And of course the stuff, all, all the tracks were blended from beginning to end. Like mm-hmm. he, one song would blend into the next
3: mm-hmm. and, you know, there
0: was very minimal, you know, he, you would only hear his voice on the intro and then on the outro, Right, you know? right, and, right. And, you know, he would have, he would have tribe, Pete rock, corrupt. You know, Jay Z, just whatever Buster Rhymes, whoever was hot at the time. But mm-hmm. he would he would always get songs that weren't coming out for like another six months. Mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. I remember hearing I remember hearing Everybody Rise by Buster Rhymes like, you know, six months before the album even came out, you know. And uh, the other songs on the on the mixtape were, were similar. It was it was like he he was able to get a hold of advanced copies because he was a DJ. But um I always thought that was cool, man. I always thought that was mm-hmm. cool. But, uh, you you all kind of commented on it already with the, you know, the, the, the over saturation of mixtapes. Do you all feel that mixtapes got to a point where they were just, they were just too prolific and and the market was saturated with them and it kind of made hip hop grow a little stale?
2: I I mean, yes, I believe so. Um, I believe there was, I, I believe toward the tail end of, of everything, it got stale. Um... And I believe, um, I think that's just really because of the internet, I think it just allowed anybody and everybody to put out a mixtape and then it'd be so uh, attainable, you know, just so easily um, looked at or seen. And so you didn't even realize it was so many rappers, basically, <laughs> almost. You know what I'm saying? Till you see like on a that fifth, you like, dude, how many? You know what I mean? Like, who are these dudes?
4: <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like, who? Like, who told them they can rap? Like, who, like, why? Uh, is it this many people with? You know what I'm saying? Mixtapes, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I have a love for for mixtapes though. I mean, even, um, right before the end of it, um, I mean, the Clues. That's when I got. It into them of course you know what i'm saying Uh, but from that point on i mean it was basically it went from you know hearing rare music from a single artist or multiple artists that you wouldn't normally collaborate with each other get on a track to seeing the most uh underground artists well not underground but you know artists that was maybe a local artist like put a project together and because they haven't been touched by a label or they was trying to attain label success they was putting their heart and soul in that mixtape and so right. you got it, you know what i'm saying great music from a lot of these uh artists like you know i mean i'm not gonna say i mean you know what i'm saying from my perspective but i mean like especially like the south when you got like the ti's and like even gucci like they were putting out mm-hmm. music that was you know they were trying to get uh looks from the labels but ultimately they can put music out for their neighborhood and it just so happened to be great material um so i enjoyed it you know what i'm saying from the clue era leading all the way up to the to the uh gangster grills era um but i but i again you know what i'm saying once the gangster grills era got on it was more the kind of known artist. but at the same time i think that was when it started kind of like getting too much because any and everybody saw the success that you can get from it and so everybody started trying to put out a project to attain that success do you all feel yeah, that-
0: it's a hustle more than it was you know any any work of art and it is if it's just a hustle to you right if it's just a job then it's gonna sound like it you know what i mean i'm not doing this putting this music out um i like the examples you gave of, of gucci in particular because. Like, that's a personal thing, whether you rock with Gucci or not. But what you can't say, even if you don't mess with his music, when you listen to those mixtapes, the quality of the material itself was solid. Mm-hmm. If you don't rock with him, you don't rock with him, right? That's, that, that's a personal taste thing. But it is... It wasn't just a hustle, you know what I mean? It wasn't like little Doodoo's thing putting out his mixtape with his homeboys because they're trying to you know make some money because like you said you see the success of um i think the Gangster girls was probably what was the last one to really really blow up like that and it was right around the time that you know internet was uh, a much a uh, much larger part of our lives and, and, and hip-hop in particular which allowed you know access to people and and here we are now mm. in the streaming era
1: I think part of the problem um, as to why mixtapes don't take a hold as much now for me is once we got Spotify and Apple Music, it's easy like you riding around to pull up those apps and the music play. There's technology limitations for me trying to play music off SoundCloud or off YouTube or off that piff while while I'm driving because I kind of got to find the mixtape and then scroll through it and the app is wonky and then it'll play and then it'll mm. crash It yeah. just the limitations technology wise kind of made me fall off because i used to be on that piff all the time and at home sure but when i'm out and about which is most of the time where i'm at i don't have time to try to navigate the app for
2: you to uh, bring it to itunes that kind of killed it for me too because at first yeah. the, the the it was like seamless, like as soon as you download the album, you can kind of drag it to your iTunes. But right. I guess because that was taken away from their sales or looks or views and their money stream, they kind of like did like allowed the, the transfer. It would be corrupted files. So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. Now, now you you all talked about uh, uh, quite a few artists who you know utilize you know mixtapes to their advantage. I, I did a little research. And what I found, this is this is where I kind of my problem with mixtapes kind of comes up. So okay, Saigon, he's got 13 mixtapes. Lil Wayne has 29 mixtapes. Papoose has 29 mixtapes. Lil' B has 60 mixtapes. Gucci Mane has 74 mixtapes. So for me, <laughs> it, it, it becomes this this kind of it becomes hard to determine. What exactly should I check out? Because there's no way you're going to have 74 mixtapes <clears throat> and they all be good. So that's, for, a, fact. that's a fact for me, the <laughs> over the oversaturation of the mixtape to me has kind of it's kind of cheapened the overall product of, 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 you know, of rap, you know, and, and of hip hop. And, you know, I don't I I I don't have time to listen to these, you know. There, there's back in the nineties they were there were about roughly between, you know, twenty and thirty active artists that you really paid attention to or even cared about. But now it's like, you know, I mean, you, you, you got that many artists dropping an album every day, you know, on Bandcamp or, or, or whatever. So it, it does become kind of hard to kind of wade through the crap and find the good stuff. And I, I think that's kind of where you know, the, the, the mixtape culture kind of falls down because um, it's, it's just too much product. You know, I it, I don't know if that makes sense to y'all, but that's, that's kind of like my whole problem with it. Like, you know, my, my favorite era, mixtape era was um, honestly, it was it was around the time when cassettes started getting phased out, and you still had actual DJs putting together mixtapes. But I mean, I'm even a, a fan of some of these digital mixtapes where they do the mashups, where they'll they'll take like uh, like for instance, like uh, when they did like the the Biggie and Frank Sinatra mashup, or yep. any of the the uh, the Black album,
1: the Gray
0: um, album, yep, yeah, the the Gray album, the album. Like I, I'm a, definitely a fan of that stuff. But outside of that, I, I don't. I-, I can't say that I'm, i i really hunt down mixtapes
1: yeah used
4: to yeah. i i uh i you know mixtapes is it, what i really love about them is the fact that it's a way for the artist to like put something together and not have to jump through the legal hoops of clearing samples and all that stuff and i think fabulous his run was pretty good or uh with with the mixtape and i was like personally able to kind of take advantage of the the mixtape you know with like some projects that i i did you know even with like you know combining like of putting a visual aspect with the mixtape with my kanye uh, records row like slideshow presentation slash mixtape so it, it is just like it's a good I think it's good. It's like a double-edged sword, you know, because I agree with what you're saying too, Ian, about, you know, just flooding the market with all this music. It's like, come on, man, like, what what happened with supply and demand? You know, you can't just oversaturate it, you know, with, with a product and expect, you know, just for all of it to be quality. So have some pride in what you're putting out. Don't just... Don't be like a, a, a drug dealer. <laughs> like we you got the next All this product. <laughs> right? Like. And then
1: I got to go to three different apps to hear you. I got to go to Apple for this song, and SoundCloud for this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's burning CDs anymore. So it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. But- mm-hmm download it all Put me
4: right out of business mm-hmm. <laughs> but chastity i like what you were saying about like you know spotify because that's i gravitate to that more so because i can make a playlist it's mm-hmm. all the songs i want and you know that's my personal mixtape so right mm-hmm.
0: real quick a little, little bit of trivia did y'all know that sound bombing one was originally a mixtape yep and yep two. yep yep yeah.
1: those are my classics
0: yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, you
2: could tell that they were mixtapes by the way they, yeah, they sounded.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in the interludes and everything. Let me ask mm-hmm. y'all this: Can a mixtape be considered a classic? Um, this is a this is an argument that comes up a lot in the hip hop world. A lot of purists, a lot of hip hop purists, say that mixtapes cannot be considered classic. Sound bombing. Sound bombing is a classic. Sound bombing, yeah, exactly.
1: Money? Yeah, that's yeah. literally what I was yeah. going to say.
2: DJ Premier yeah, a classic. So, so. I, I mean, I mean I, I guess I, I mean I don't really have a problem with it being considered in your classics, but I don't know, I almost kind of feel like it should be a, a mixtape category. And it should fall under that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like if we was talking about an artist and we were talking about like do they have a classic? Like if you mention the mixtape, it should have a, a asterisk by it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. just my thoughts on it.
0: No, I, I agree with that, Reggie. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that because 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 sometimes what happens with artists, is like they'll, they'll, they'll put out a project. And then if the project does well, they're like, oh, man, my album is blowing up in the streets. But then, like, if the album doesn't do well, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I dropped a mixtape last year, you know, but it's like, come on, man. If, if you pay for sample clearances and guest appearances, that's an album. You know, mm-hmm. hey, what, wasn't uh, little brother's album that the chitlin circuit wasn't that supposed to be a mixtape?
2: Yeah, Chitlin
4: circuit was that, uh, it was in between, yeah.
0: I'm just circuit. saying, that, that's what I'm saying. The lines are getting blurred, so you know, it, it, I, it, you know, I mean, they have to get some parameters of what exactly a mixtape is, other mm-hmm. than just you cutting the label out of it, and that's the, that's the legal way of. Cutting the label out by classifying it as the mixtape or whatever, you know. But now nah, it could be if it's good material, it's good material. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the point of it tape. is that's,
1: <laughs> I was just saying, all the Drake's stuff that he's been dropping lately, he claimed it as mixtapes, so you know that that yeah, but it ain't, it's all on the streaming, streaming services,
0: right <laughs> right? I think yeah. mixtapes were also designed to be, like, promotional material. I think that's the difference between the two, also. Yeah. Um,
2: hey, like, Out of
0: still mixtape that. is just, just stuff that I'm going to put out there. I don't think the artists are really making no money off of something like that.
2: Yeah, if, you, if you're if giving me music just to stay relevant or, like, you know, like, I'm I'm like, you know what I'm saying, I'm thinking, like, where you been? Like, it's been so many amount of years. Like, can you give me something and you say it's a mixtape? Okay, I can. I can. Validate the state now Saying it's a mixtape You know Mm. what I mean But
4: see People don't put out EPs no more I thought that was The original point
2: (laughs) In between material
0: Yeah you're right You're right They used to do EPs man But now they Those have kind of Been replaced Right You Mm. know Well see I think (laughs) But see
2: the thing The thing is with the EPs It becomes a legal thing Because I think the label Gets behind the EP
3: Yep
0: And so it's
2: It's marketing behind it and everything. Whereas if I put a mixtape out, I ain't got to put no marketing behind it. I don't have to do nothing. I just put it out. If it busts, it busts. If not, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But shoot, if it go crazy, I can go touring off of it and make money. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But see, if
0: if you're an independent artist, does your stuff classify as a mixtape then? No, not
2: necessarily. It's a matter of if you're selling this thing or not. like,
0: Like right now, if De La Soul...
2: If deep when they come out with this Pete Rock and Premier project, would that could that technically be considered a mixtape? It depends on if it's um, a label behind it. I'm just I saying,
0: think they it, run their own stuff now.
2: Then I would say that it could still be considered an album though, because it's um, it is a, it's a product
0: that's designed to be sold, right? We it's it, it probably will go to streaming because you I mean, we just don't pay for music no more anyway, so it, it really could right. blurred but I think that's. Kind of the distinct difference between the two. A mixtape was typically something that you got. You know what I'm saying? It was given to you, and the album was something that you had to pay for. Mm. It was being sold to you.
2: Right. Okay, so uh, to answer,
0: would
1: go, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Now i was just gonna stay with the um, with the daily live uh, example that you gave. I think that would probably still be considered an album, because even though we are technically not gonna pay for it, right? We're not gonna go purchase a copy of it. If it's being streamed, I think that that's more like an album as opposed to something that is being given to us. Like your album would be on Spotify, your mixtape would be on that. Okay, so here's where I'm gonna mesh ahead head of then. And it's not hip hop, but it's the same vein of, of marketing, so to speak. Taylor Swift, I think she sold a, a dude that owned her old label with her first six albums or whatever sold mm-hmm. it, other stuff in the transfer. So she said, fine. She found some kind of legal loophole where she's re-recording all of the albums
3: mm-hmm.
0: and going to put them out basically for free. Mm-hmm. But, but she's going to own, like it's a duplicate album, so she's going to own the masters to the re-recordings. She just right. might have to rename it, whatever, but it's the same music. Technically, that's a mixtape. agree. I agree with that. So I mean, would that be that's that's a class? I guess if you listen to Taylor Swift, they you know them supposed to be classics or whatever album. So I mean, so that's what I'm saying. I think it can be. It don't even matter about the product. It's just the the quality of what you're putting out. You know, other than if you're not oversaturating yourself and just putting out some garbage. Yeah, I I don't see why mixtapes cannot be considered classics. I mean, you you have you have Classic battles, you know, you, you got, uh, you know, classic, quote-unquote classic moments in hip-hop, you know, even if only 500 people were there, you know, right. everybody knows the battle between um, uh, 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 Kumo D and, and um, Love, yeah, Love, Starsky cool. was a classic, you know. Right. So, you, know, yeah, you you can have a classic mixtape. It's, it's just, you know, like, like Reggie said, it's like with the asterisk there, it's, it's, it's kind of like... You got to provide some context there, you know, uh, to to explain why exactly this is a classic. Um, like like I said earlier, sometimes they the, they used to put out white labels. That was you know the, right. the alternative for the mixtape. And some songs you can't get, it's like like Common to be in you. That's only on yeah. white labels. You Can't find yeah. that Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right.
4: I mean, yeah. So some yeah, if this certain songs that come out, you can't find them except on that. R- Wait, that was on a compilation too, cool, wasn't it? Where? It was a
2: relativity compilation.
4: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. yeah. Right, I, right. Back okay. time... Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I was just going I was going somewhere else, but go ahead I, with your I, I bought I bought, it, I bought it off a white label, so I I was just like, Oh,
3: I
0: didn't know it but even if they put it on a relativity compilation.
4: No, you're you are you are right,
0: you're right, Pat. It was it was on the relativity compilation and and I, cause I because I remember Drew Down being on that compilation. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. I'm like, who is this Drew Down dude? <laughs> like,
2: Man, I, walk, dude. I walked I walked up
4: in the gramophone and bought that off a of comp- uh, a white label. Yeah. Yeah, you could always find good stuff like that at Gramophone. I remember though uh Shook ones was on uh a, the allowed compilation like when I first heard it, that song, I was like, well, Shook One's part two. I was yeah. like, man, like, these dudes are, like, amazing. And right. Just, you right. know, kept just rewinding that that one song. So that was, like, I guess that was, like, the label's version of a of a mixtape. And Bad Boy mm-hmm. used to do mixtapes, too. Like, yep. they got, like, the, and those were amazing, too. Like, yes. it's a biggie yes. versus... On oh, no, those, like if you go on YouTube, uh, I think Bad Boy Mixtape Volumes One through Four, you can listen to them. Those are like amazing, really good. Uh, Since um, y'all bringing it up,
0: up. Hit, hit us off, hit the listeners off with some with some must hear mixtapes. <laughs>
4: um, any of the
0: the early Funk Flex, Sixty Minutes of Funk, like the first three, uh, Little Brother, um, what the heck was the name of it?
2: The Chitlin Circuit,
0: Not that one. It was the one they did with DJ Drama. Oh. Oh, Justice for All? Justice for All. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I thought that was an album. Nah, it was mixtape. Nah, nah. Sci High Black History Project 1 and 2. Of course. I was going to mention uh, I, I I don't know if y'all ever heard of this dude named Amerigo Gasway. He, mm-hmm. did, he did the Marvin Gaye and Most F uh, mashup. Great, mm-hmm. great music, man. Great music on that. Definitely check it out. I think you'll like that, Chad. The,
2: the Brown album. The Brown album?
0: You know what? I didn't like the Brown album. You didn't?
2: No, man. What's I, you the Brown know, album?
0: You're talking, about Kev, the one Kev, oh. you're talking about the one Kev Brown
2: did. Yeah, right? Kev Brown mm-hmm. redid Jay-Z Black
4: man, album. Jay-Z uh, album. They,
0: they didn't have nothing on the, on the Gray album. I'm sorry. Uh, that don't mean yeah. it wasn't good,
4: Oh, my goodness. Have y'all ever heard of uh, Khan and Amir? Yes. Those are amazing. Yeah, like break, like if you like break beats and and samples, man, those mixtapes are like. (laughs) Yeah, Khan and Amir are dope,
0: man. I I got put on to them through Bandcamp. And um,
4: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I love them.
4: They got breaks and stuff I still can't find. Tech Tech. Tech. All those mad little beat conductor albums are, are mixtapes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> those are really good. Yeah. he,
2: he knows okay, Dilla, Dill Cosby. Mm. <laughs> I mean, no, uh, Dill,
4: Dill Withers. Dill. Yeah, it was Dill, Dill, Dill,
2: Dill, 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 Dill Withers. Deal Withers. Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, uh, Lyrics is Lounge is a, a mixtape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: especially the first one.
2: Yeah. Um, first one. Section 80 by Kendrick.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Royalty by Childish Gambino. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a good
2: one. Uh, Friday Night Lights, J. Cole. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep.
0: Oh, the Fahrenheit. Uh, 115. Lupe. That was a dope. I only heard one of those. Okay.
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not get Jason started, man. But uh very well man very well that's that, that was a good discussion man but um we're gonna go ahead we're gonna dive into our album face off for the night man as as you know as i try to do every week i take two albums from the past that are you know stylistically similar and, and we pit them against each other and we all weigh in on which one we felt was the dober album and why and this week i got two uh you know east coast classics going against each other in, in, in one corner, I've got Gangstar with their fourth album, Hard to Earn, which was released uh, March 8, 1994 and produced entirely by DJ Premier uh, on uh, EMI Records. And It clocks in at 17 tracks at 59 minutes, and it's going against jizzle uh, with his second album, Liquid Swords. Uh, his first album didn't make too much noise, but his second album definitely did. It was released uh, November 7th, 1995 and produced entirely by RZA. Uh, it was released on Geth and MCA and it clocked in at 13 tracks in 50 minutes. So, I thought it was good to put these albums against each other. You got Prime RZA versus Prime DJ Premier. Uh, you got two MCs with somewhat monotone flows. They both kind of steeped their lyrics in, in, in 5% theology. So I give it up to you all, man. Between these two albums, which one did y'all think was the better album and why? Who wants to take it? i go. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> uh, hard to Earn. And I'm a big Wu fan, but I blacked out on Hard to Earn. Now you put that on and just go. And just every every song, every track and jizz
2: as much as i love liquid swords it got somewhere around the middle it gets a little i don't want to say
0: monotonous but it, it just it didn't do it was fine just the way the way jizzle rhyme i like jizzle but it just after a while i'm like okay i'm good and then i skip to the next track and then i'm listening for everybody in
2: the woo. it, it sounded more like a woo Owl. Just a Jiza album. But on Gangstar, like there's no words for that. I just black out
0: when I put that album on. Till this day, I still play that album. Okay. Okay. So Jason's giving it giving a nod to uh, to Gangstar. Okay, so we got one for Gangstar. Who, who else wants to jump in there? And weigh in. Oh uh-huh. no. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well mine's my is relatively easy. Uh uh-huh. uh. I- we me and Ian kind of talked about this. I, I find it hard to listen to both of them. Uh, <coughs> so, um, but but I enjoy music from their catalog, if I say it like that. But to listen to the whole mm-hmm. project, it's, it's just difficult for me. Not, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know why I can't explain it. But um, I gave it to uh, Liquid Sword just for the more of the familiarity of it. And uh, that's it. Simple.
0: Okay, so Reggie's giving the edge to to Liquid Swords. All right, who else wants to wants to jump in there? I'll go. Um, first thing I want to do before I go is I want to give props to Guru for not using Ghostwriters, and I know, I know that you know it was it was taboo back in the day, um, but listening to Hard to Earn, it just made me really realize that he never used the Ghostwriter. So I, I want to salute him for that. Cause you would never take them rhymes from nobody else and lie and say that they uh, that you wrote them. You wouldn't want to take credit for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know she dissed them. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> so clearly tell, he had no I can go- tell by Jamil's face.
3: I can tell oh, by Jamil's
0: face. Oh, face he was getting ready to slam dunk this diss, man. What? Oh, um, so I had to go with. I had to go with Jizzit. Now, now the thing about Jizze, he's definitely got the same kind of monotone, similar uh, flow to uh, to Guru. Um, he's a he's a superior rapper though, like period. Now as far as the projects themselves, um, Hard To Earn is probably one of the best Gangstar albums and I, I always enjoy it. I'm, I'm with Jason on that one, I still play that one. Um, what it came down to for me, with, with choosing between these two, is um, if I took guru and put them on rizza beats or you know put them over the tracks that 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 was on liquid source or basically just reverse the mcs um you know how does that change the product and because i think Jizzle would be a little more adaptable um even though i think premier's production might have been i might give it a slight edge over rizzas just because you could you could play hard to earn whenever uh liquid swords you almost have to be in the mood for it, even signing exactly exactly but when you're in the mood for it i just
2: think it was a better project so i'm gonna go ahead and give that to liquid swords
0: okay okay so we got Jamil giving a nod to liquid swords all right that 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 uh that guru this what it's not sitting right with me now. <laughs> <laughs> That is not lemonade. Sick. Is a popular drink, and it still is.
4: Uh, so what, man? <laughs> so what? <laughs> all
0: right, all right, Chaz, uh, Pat, you, you wants got to... some lines that ain't right.
4: Looking so good <laughs> on oh, your daddy, blah, all that, man. Get out of here Oh my god! And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I'm
2: talking
1: about? Say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Did y'all know yeah. DJ no, Premier Premier turned 55 yesterday.
0: Yep. Wow.
1: 55 years old. And so when I listened to these, I played it in the car. My daughter was like, who is this gang star? I like this. I like this. And she's not alone. So she was feeling it, you know, and, and I thought I was going to say hard to earn. Like when I was listening to it, I'm like, yeah, because I could listen to it all the way through. But then when I put on Liquid Swords and it just got me back into my Wu-Tang mentality. And I guess you for me, I don't necessarily have to be in the mood. It kind of get me in a better mood. Whereas yes. listening to Hard to Earn is kind of mellow, you know, kind of chill and maybe even, really? you know, you might want to, you know, there's more of a sativa than a... Anyway, this is chill. And show is for the babies. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> she's breaking so, down, the, she's breaking down the strands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I like liquid swords. I like liquid swords. That's oh, interesting because I don't, I don't, I don't
2: get, like it, chill is it, is vibes it, it? from uh, Hard to Earn.
1: Really?
0: Mm-mm. Nah, that album gave me hype. Yeah, really. <laughs> i would mean, be
1: like, hey, down, say something." say something. Right.
3: <laughs>
1: I think the beats are so mellow. Now, the nicest fool song, of course, that was like, "Yeah, you know, that's kind of." But a that lot was, of
2: that was the last time I ever heard a summertime song that was like some underground hip hop, where right. everybody was listening to it. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, Chaz, you're giving you're giving the edge to, to Jizza. Do Do you feel RZA's production was better or? or was it again was it like with Jamil the lyrics just kind of tipped it for you I or was it the overall package
1: I think it's because uh, if if Inspector Deck and all of them were in it I probably <laughs> like Jamil was saying I probably would have been bored with just Jizzle but uh, he had enough features with Ghostface and the rest of the clan that it was like okay I liked you know the whole compilation of it okay so yeah, I probably would have got tired of it was just Jizzle too to be honest
0: okay okay i I hear that i hear that okay so we got we got we got three for jizza uh pat uh between albums man which one were you feeling a little more and why
4: um man i'm gonna have to give it to uh to jizza on this that that liquid swords album was man it was like a a, just such a good album uh, back in, in, in when it re- released. And it was kind of like that was the thing with the Wu. Cause, like, once the Wu album first dropped, 36 Chambers, then you were waiting, like, oh, you're hearing this buzz about solo projects. Mm-hmm. And you finally got the yeah. Method Man album. Yep. And here's Method Man mostly with these features. Then the, the, um, only built for Cuban links comes out. And it's like, like, okay, this is a dope album, but what's going on? You know, how come there's like a songs where, you know, Raekwon is like sharing the stage. And then it was like, okay, these dudes are really like a camp, they ride for each other. And then right. you got this Jizza album and it's like, okay, here's Jizza on his own album, like, just like a, a leader like and then it's like yeah y'all can get on like and you got these songs with ghosts and, and, and inspect the deck on them and you know and it's like oh, you know like they're they're rhyming but Jizza still like like it's his album like yeah. throughout the entire album and i think it, that's what was you know that's one thing about the woo and, and their respect for Jizza. He's just such like the, the 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 boss, you know, lyrically when it comes to when it comes to rapping. But it, you know, it was tough. I ain't gonna say it was easy. It was tough because man, this hard to earn album was like really good. Like just you know, when you get into it, like soon as "Cold of the Streets" hit, I was listening to "Cold right. of the mm-hmm. Streets," and I was like, man, how many like ciphers like, were you in when somebody was like, right, you put a beat on and it was cold on the streets and everybody started freestyling on it? And then brainstorm took me back to when me and uh, my boy Tim we used to do these breaking battles together. And brainstorm was my go to for breakers and they used to love that oh, song wow. just to go. And That's so really. that was like, out you know, I was like, listen to this, I'm like, yeah, and then the Dwig how me and my boys used to talk about like the, um, uh, smooth beat dissing Q-tip on there that a lot of people didn't catch, you know, with the wannabe wick the wannabe abstract. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, like, he coming at Tip. Is Tip gonna say something? And it, you know, it never happened, nope. you know? So <laughs> it was just like, it was somewhat, oh, in Mass Appeal, of course, like, I could you yeah. not love that song. It, it was a song about them dissing the mainstream. But then it caught, like, fire, you know, right. and, and on the fire. radio. So it's like, you know, like, dang, that's it, 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 But So it wasn't, like, an easy, you know, like, this one over that one for me with these two albums.
0: Okay. You okay. know how right. fire your album had to be to give Melokad a nutcracker his own verse? Song? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That dude was uh, and for me,
4: used to bless them, and that's song, them, them dudes is absolute garbage. You know what's funny about that though? When you compare their lyrical ability back then to the cats now, it's like, oh, oh these dudes right, killing it, right, just, yeah. right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I, just, I just remember every time I heard Melodic the Nutcracker I'm going to pull my hair out. Every time. You know, you,
0: you, we could have done with that. We could without him, but um, man, very, very, very good, very good points, man. Everybody on, on these albums. For myself, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm usually I'm the cr- contrarian with these things, but not tonight. I'm going with the giselle with swords. I, I, for, for for a few reasons, and I'm going to give. I'm going to give hard uh, to earn as flowers too, but. Honestly, I I felt like RZA kind of outdid Primo a little bit on the production tip. Those beats on Liquid Swords were just otherworldly. It's like he was, you could tell he was experimenting with some things and getting his feet Mm -hmm. under production wise and and it worked and and it created an album that was way more moody and it, it gave a very murky fatalistic tone to the, to the album and to the you know, the urban landscapes that he was describing and Jizzle was describing. And he was just, you know, going back to the lyrics, man. He's just he's just lyrically a more proficient MC. His style is very picturesque on this album, very dense. Whereas with Guru, like, you know, Guru, he's he's a, he's a laid back dude. You know, what I mean, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's not whack, but there there are times where you feel that he doesn't quite rise to the occasion of some of the beats that Premier supply him with. Uh, and one example I could think of is Speak Your Clout, where it's like mm. J. Rude Damager comes in and steals the show. And it's like, yo, I want to hear more of that guy. <laughs> you know, and you know, again, not trying to take away anything from Jizza, but it's like you 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 shouldn't let other MCs come in and rock these beats better than you. And you right. know there is classic material. I mean, I mean, come on, man, Hearts earned is a classic. You know, there, there there's a lot of songs on there. Cold of the Streets is one of my favorite, you know, Gangstar songs. Uh Dwig, Speak Your Cloud. I really love The Planet. Planet was dope. What else? I think mostly the voice I'm a fan of. But with the again, with the Jiz man, it's just so many good songs. I can't even I can't even really pick a favorite. And you know, he he really does a good job in world building with this album. And you know, who could forget the track where you know Rizzo was trying to find out the whereabouts of a Mr. Don Rodriguez, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Down at the station right now. <laughs> right. You got to love that. Yeah. You know, you great
4: storytelling. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the and the 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 the, uh, the the subject matter, I felt he he dug a little deeper, you know, with the track like labels, you know, MCs weren't doing that back then. You know, right. now, yeah, you get conceptual Tracks from, from MCs here and there Where they, you know They'll they they, they, they they'll, they'll go with a particular theme and just Flip a whole song with that theme But Labels was just dope, man The way he just laid everything yeah. out And incorporated all these music Labels into the rhymes And then um, the other song um, uh, uh, well, Two songs, rather uh, Swordsman and Bible Where they were kind of talking about Their, um you know, their, I guess their own spiritual journeys and their dissatisfaction with what they were learning in church and, you know, how that led to them stumbling upon, you know, their their own version of truth or whatever. Um, those were some deep cuts, man. Like you weren't, Ooh. you know, outside of, you know, Rock Him and, you know, Poor Righteous Teachers and Brand Newbie and you weren't really getting, you weren't hearing a whole lot of songs like that, you know, back well, then. Right directly got me studying
1: on. 5% nation at the time I was I knew the mathematics and I was good. they had to have an intervention on me because I was <laughs> I would say 5% for a minute <laughs> hey, hey,
0: hey Chaz did you did you have a 5% uh, name
1: <laughs> no I don't think so no, I don't no.
0: Think no. You, never,
4: <laughs> you never picked out your name
1: <laughs> no didn't do that
4: just the divine earth or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a couple brothers that my go to my hall now. They from uh, New York. One from New York, one from New Jersey. And they was like dabbling in the 5%. And we was talking yeah. about it on Zoom the other day, man. It was hilarious. Like, <laughs> oh, some man. of the stuff they <laughs> I wish I could have been the fly on the wall for that combo. Dude. And I was like, dude, all that stuff is like, sound like rap lyrics. Like, yeah. right right it really yeah.
0: was yeah yeah man but that it was it was, was, biggest, it was interesting. Uh,
3: recruiting
4: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah it was yeah, interesting yeah. to delve into that man like um you know because i was I, when, when i heard this album all that was kind of like brand new to me you know mm-hmm. but um and, and another point in its favor it had features from all nine wu-tang members which really gave the album that kind of classic Wu-Tang You know, group album feeling You know, it, it was just it, It's just great, man Liquid Swords is probably one of my top 10 Favorite albums of Of all time, of hip-hop albums You know, so, you know Hard to Earn is, is good, though it's, it's a good album, it's essential listening It, it, it could come off a little dated at times But, you know, it's, it's, it's Some good stuff, it's definitely some good stuff So, um Okay, very well then, so so we got, what we, do we, we, we have? It was five to one. Yeah, five to one, jizz. So we're going to dive real quick into a little lightning round of overrated, underrated. Real quick. All right. Uh, overrated, underrated. Waffles.
4: Underrated. Waffles are amazing underrated. <laughs> yeah, underrated. I'm going to say with. chicken nowadays.
2: I'm going to say underrated, too. It holds the syrup
4: now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it comes
0: with pockets for the syrup. It's like, that's... <laughs> I can't how can it not be underrated? All right.
4: Uh, overrated or underrated bucket drummer. Overrated. Way too much. If they could come up with another beat pattern, drum pattern, <laughs> <laughs> it would be dope. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, dude, that's great. Now, like, let me hear something else.
1: But when they dancing and they doing it, that's pretty dope. Yeah,
4: yeah. I don't see is. those
0: bucket I'm drummers. I don't see the dancers.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, they you got to go downtown.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: right.
0: Oh, wow. Um, all right, real quick. Fat Albert, overrated or underrated?
4: <laughs> underrated. Underrated. Yeah, underrated. Speaking of bucket drummers, like, they <laughs> whole band was like... <laughs> Right, right there was there was I would say fat albert is
0: is properly rated i i've I've watched a few episodes, I've gone back and watched a few episodes on YouTube, and they were really tackling some like pretty mm-hmm. heavy topics for kids, man, um which which you know, it was good, you know, trying to prepare kids for that. There's this one episode though where they took them to jail and yep. like. Uh, and a, and a few of the inmates like telling them what they were going to do to them if they ended up in there, and I was like, oh, <laughs> they're really, they're really going here. Scared straight. There was That's a new, straight, yeah. There was another seen... episode where they were watching porn, and <sighs> and and they was like, Mushmouth oh, was like, I but don't know how I but feel about this." And <laughs> I'm
3: like, man, they and are Bill
0: really. real Cosby's a genius, man. <laughs> Pat, I hate yeah. showing, man.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: <laughs> I used to love Fat Alvin, dude. Hey, it's, Yeah, yes, will never know. Box thirty-two, Bro. baby. Exactly. true, and <laughs> true. not only Fat Albert but picture pages. Hey, oh, oh, wow! Yeah. Picture pages, picture pages, lots of fun with picture
0: pages. <laughs> <laughs> what but, all right, do? next, next up, sriracha sauce
4: it's overrated so overrated, yeah. overrated. it is <laughs> super
0: overrated
4: I you say you underrated
1: sriracha sauce salsa oh my god oh uh, yeah that, that right
2: there that whole little tirade that's why it's overrated Everybody, it's <laughs> hot sauce
4: like it's hot sauce <laughs> with a chicken on it it's <laughs> 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 you, no, an underrated hot sauce is tapatillo. That is so good. Oh, I put the that on my eggs. The, the man with the sombrero. It don't have no vinegar in it. Like I haven't
1: it, tried that
4: one. Man, try that. you, yeah, you can find
0: it. it in like those authentic Mexican restaurants. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is better sweet. than Cholula. It's about the, It's about the same, honestly.
4: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't say better. But yeah, check check it out. They definitely got a a similar recipe. All right,
0: next up, cantaloupe. Overrated or
4: underrated. (laughs) Disgusting. Underrated, man. Cantaloupe. cantaloupe, Anything from the earth, man. You just if you don't like it, you gotta honor it. (laughs) Because it got so much, so many good properties. Anything from uh, the earth? (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's edible.
0: Oh snap!
4: <laughs> he got the he got the That's whole the
0: variety pack of
3: tapatio. That is
0: hilarious.
4: <laughs> That's how it looks. <laughs> Sometimes uh though, cantaloupe can be a little funky. It can. You know what?
0: You got to treat it right, man. You can't leave it out in the sun. You know, but it, it, it makes for a great base in like a fruit salad. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you leave it That's out. That's why I would say it's, it's a little bit overrated because it should just be the base in the fruit salad. Like, not the whole fruit salad with two strawberries in it. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, strawberries, they, they going first, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, last, last two. Leather jackets.
1: Underrated.
0: Underrated. Yeah. Just, just, just. Not any particular brand, right? Just leather jacket. Yeah, just leather jacket. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah. yeah I, gotta
1: go underrated. I mean, you can have on the sloppiest outfit and throw a leather jacket on and you automatically fresh half the time.
0: Yeah. If you, you gotta and you gotta rock it right. You gotta you gotta find a yeah. leather jacket that, that, that complements your body too. Right. right, right. Right. I be seeing cats I've seen cats with like who will wear like you know, three quarter length leather jacket. And it's like, yo, man, with sneakers. And it's like, yo, man, like. <laughs>
1: not the Burlington Coat Factory leather jacket. <laughs> it's like, order,
0: just, just order. Get, get the joint dry- that stops at the waist.
2: Like, that's the, order, <laughs> uh, the old right. school leather jackets with the shoulder pads. And
3: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> so, oh, snap. The Tommy Strong's joints. <laughs> the old, old
0: school Abrex. Like that, that's right. fine. That's fine. I got no problem with those. You know, but I be seeing cats with the with the with the hole you dig with the belt and everything <laughs> with the belt. Yes. Oh, so like, yeah. Oh yeah.
4: What you was fine in
0: 1996?
4: You about to flash some Kimmy <laughs> <Indiana laughs> Garners?
0: What is going on?
4: <laughs> yeah, Tommy Strong leather. <laughs> His leather jacket game was man, Unrivaled <laughs> yeah. back then. Yeah, Tommy right, was a dope one. dealer. I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> <laughs> just you say Jameel? Tommy was a dope dealer.
0: <laughs> all right last one leather shoes i i, I think i think it, it, this one's universal this is underrated
4: yeah like dress shoes
0: yeah yep dress shoes yeah. casual shoes yeah. like a good leather shoe will last you a long time man if you that's right. you know you, you really keep them up but um yeah, yeah I, i'm going i'm going underrated. <laughs> all right even last sorry. go
1: ahead that's it even Jordans. <laughs> for, for C <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah that's real that's
4: real 11
1: yeah
0: absolutely absolutely oh. all right so we're gonna go ahead we're gonna cap this episode off like we normally do with another segment of what you're bumping well, I invite y'all to share with the listeners what y'all have been bumping for the past week whether it be new old or just something the audience or the listeners have not heard yet we got
5: the
3: so
0: um uh, let's go with reggie man uh this week man what you been bumping
2: not really a whole lot um i was listening to uh jim jones and harry fraud fraud department it's actually really good um an R&B artist uh, named Givion, and um, being the butcher, the plug I met too. What do you think of that album? I, I got thoughts. Um, I like Harry Fraud as a producer. Um, so I think the album is, is is dope. Um, I don't think it's better than the first one, but that's um, what I was. I, I still think it's it's uh, quality material. Okay, but that's
0: it. All right, that's it. That's it for Reggie. Okay, Chaz, uh, this week, what you been bumping?
1: Uh, Good music, Cruel Summer, Kanye West, and beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Mm. Okay, Um, you and your Kanye
0: bag. Somebody should check
1: on Jason. I hope you come out with some good material (laughs) with the divorce. Uh, And then, um, shout out to Jim Jones, Reggies. since you're listening to that. As I was listening to Diplomatic Immunity 1 and 2, and nobody mentioned it for mixtapes, <laughs> and was, then uh sound bombing for Good reason.
2: No, those are classic mixtapes.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, that's that whole personal preference thing for me.
1: <laughs> right, right. Hey, that's a serious for me. Bangles, man.
0: You said sound bombing one and two. Yep. Dope, dope. All right, all right. Uh, Pat, man, this week what you been bumping?
4: Man, I was uh, talking to one of my homies who we like talk about jazz and uh, we, I was telling him how like I need to add some uh, Thelonious Monk <clears throat> to my jazz collection because I haven't really delved into him as an artist. Only a few songs and I've been listening to one of his album called Brilliant Corners. And it's really good. It's like, if you in the like, classic jazz, Sonny Rollins, Clark Terry is on that album. Mm. And it's just, man. Like, if you just want to listen to one song, it's one song called Bemsha Swing. B-E-M-S-H-A Swing. Like, it's amazing. And I'm like, I've, ever since I started listening to jazz, I found out that it's something I need because, like, it, it just like gets my creative juices flowing and, you know, the, just like in, in the improvisation aspect of music, like taking like, OK, I know this instrument and now I want to stay within this range of notes and I'm just going to freestyle, you know, when my turn comes. So it's just like it, it's, it's hip hop. It, you know before really hip-hop was hip-hop yeah if it's like i i try to get people to listen to jazz all the time you know and Pat, really, check you know.
0: out um check out the lonious monks uh underground
4: um okay okay
0: it's it's really good it, it's some so a couple of the songs on there a little left field but it's really good um yeah and uh man dude charles mangus too um
4: I yeah, that. I like I like Charles Mingus. My favorite Charles Mingus album is uh, Mingus Does Mingus with Pork Pie Hat on it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. that's, that's that man. That album is it. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I right, and We got to connect on some jazz a little bit more. Man.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. I was I was I was about to get all into Lee Morgan and Sun Ra. And- oh yeah, I, yeah. Yo, that's that's what I've been listening to this week. Go ahead, go ahead, Jason. Right. No, I'm saying that's what I've been listening to, Sun Ra this week. Mm. Uh, but hey, hey, uh um Pat, you know that uh that
2: that Thelonious Monk, I was going through some of my records. You know that's that that shame on
4: the nigga by the whoop. Oh yeah, yeah. The the piano, the piano. Yeah, man. I went nuts when I found yeah. it. I was like, this is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've been listening to Sun Ra, Deltron 3030.
2: Ooh, and then, uh, damn. What else? I was ooh, something else I was listening to. Oh, I was listening to Ghostface and Rayquan all week too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they the yeah that
4: verse right. was so good.
0: Yeah, I've only watched half of it. I went back and and, and watched the uh, the recorded version on YouTube. I've only gotten through half of it, but you know, so far, so far they they delivered. You know, they delivered. <clears throat> I heard uh, Red Man and Man coming up next. Okay, cool, cool, uh, Jamil, man. This week, what you been bumping? I was also bumping that Benny uh, the Butcher plugs. I met too. Um, I feel pretty much how I already said about that one. It's, it, it feels like a step back to me. Um, it wasn't a bad project, it just didn't didn't improve on what, what he did before. Uh, also, was bumping that Conway. Uh, if it believes It can be killed. That was much better um than than the Benny album. Man, Kanye was talking um, that stuff on that album, man. Man. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? I sold you said I sold a dude a brick brick of salt. <laughs> Lost it all when he went to rinse it off. <laughs> 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 say fifty yeah, no. you say fifty uh fifty K hack his homies looking for him or something like to have his own homies trying to Break them to you or something like that. He was talking. He was talking to so, Um He definitely makes music uh, for, for those who sell drugs to the community. Sell drugs to the community, for sure. <laughs> for sure. We, and it, and and this is not like a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, I've been stuck on this uh, Further Adventures of Lord Quas too. Like, I've been playing it for two weeks straight. And I don't know why. Um, but that's been in a rotation. You know um, what? I got that earmarked for our album Face Off, Jamil. That's what's up. And uh, I think you'll like what it's going against.
2: That's, that it would be wild. interesting. I'm kind of kind of
0: interested to see what that would be. And uh, last but not least for me was uh, Black Milk, Sound of the City. Ah, okay. Okay, nice. nice. All right. For myself, man, I've actually been bumping um, Q-Tip, uh, Kamal to Abstract. Um, That was a good album, man. That was a good album. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did really did mm. dig it. I've been b- also bumping to Benny the Butcher plugs. I'm at too. I thought it was a, it was an okay album. I, I didn't like it better than the first one. I think it kind of fell short with some of the the guest appearances. You know, Harry Fraud's production. I, I could I, it, it's he's not he's not my one of my favorite producers, but I could tolerate him. You know, because Benny's lyrics do most of the heavy lifting anyway. <clears throat> but a lot of those guest appearances I could have done without. Like it's a nine track album, dude. You could hold this down by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um I've also been bumping uh Bobby Walmack, uh the Across 110th Street soundtrack. And one below, uh Sonogram. Really dope album. Really dope album. When we did our, our last episode, I said, man, let me go back and throw this on. And uh it's it still delivers. And uh, also been bumping uh Slum Village Volume Two. Fantastic Volume Two. I just I gotta revisit that every so often. And that does it for me. That does it for
2: me. And I love Trinity, man.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll leave that one alone, man. (laughs) 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 But Jamil, man, did you have any album uh, anniversaries for us? Yes, I do. And I should have had it pulled up, but I'm irresponsible. Eating them Twizzlers. Ten years. Ten year anniversaries this week. Uh, Feral Munch. We are Renegades.
3: I remember celebrating, that writing yeah
0: it wasn't for everybody for sure but it i think it was a decent project um had a dope black thought verse it. celebrating 15 years is uh murray's revenge mercy ninth wonder wow celebrating 20 years is Ugs are us by trick daddy oh, wow <laughs> but also beat nuts take it to squeeze it they um celebrating 20 years this week they both those two albums dropped the same day actually
3: really mm-hmm.
0: you know what I remember I remember when I went when I when I copped uh, take it or squeeze it and like that same weekend or whatever Uh, my parents took us we took a trip to Bethel and I remember bumping that be nuts album like the whole trip man. <laughs> 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 and I, I remember it because it was, it, was, it was right. It was a few months before the towers came down. And yeah, yep. I was I was sure bumping was. that, and um, I was bumping something else. I think LP or something. Fantastic Damage, maybe. But um, yep, definitely. Oh yep, I remember when that dropped. Man, my okay. my guess is what you probably would have been bumping would have been that Devju's um Def just presents. Probably it was probably um. The second love, one? Yeah, because I think it came out around the same time as this, but not the same week. It was like a couple weeks after that. Okay, okay. Yep. I remember that one too. Yep. And uh <laughs> yeah, man, boy. All right, all right. I got I got one more. Last but not least, celebrating uh twenty five years is uh Bahamadian collage. Nice, nice, okay. This
3: was a good week True for hip-hop. honey boy.
0: Yeah, man that that one that one made some uh, that one made some noise in our um, in a uh, uh, album face-off. We had put that up against uh, uh, Missy's Super Duper Fly. Jamil, you missed that episode, right?
2: I did, I did. Which I was one on was the run from Conway to Machine?
0: Um, I, I think I would have given that one to Missy because it was a more like fun album, but lyrically, obviously, Bahamadia is. Blowing Missy out of the water, like by far. But it was it was a uh, um one of those in the mood to listen to album versus you could throw the other one on whenever. Right, right. Okay, okay. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. All right then. So that will pretty much do it for the show for tonight. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for carving out some time away from the from y'all's families to, to hop on the show and share y'all's input. Pat definitely definitely want to have you back on the show I mean, I'll, I'll keep you posted on future topics oh, and, appreciate uh, it. oh absolutely man absolutely thanks for coming through and everybody else you know y'all y'all know what it is and uh, we, we, gonna, we <laughs> gonna keep this we're gonna keep this train rolling man we're gonna keep this train rolling so
4: yeah,
0: yes. Uh we intend to be back next week with some more dope topics and discussions and with that I bid y'all adieu and uh, I'm gonna say peace
1: peace
4: enjoy it everybody Bye. Bye. All, all right, good night. What's
1: that bottle, Jameel?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> an audio fast
0: gas. That fast gas. Man, right. I mean, just barely seeing the top.
1: We'll oh, see you later.
4: 38.
1: Look <laughs> had to pull that out the storage. <laughs> Man, you
4: can hit me with the uh, <laughs> inspector.
1: <laughs> all right, all right Yeah, I right. gotta,
0: this is my sleep agent.
1: Oh, little, that's what I need Before I go to bed. Trying to be a lightweight with some wine. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy.
0: All right, y'all. Right peace, it, peace, it, peace,
3: it, peace, it. peace. Peace. Peace.
5: What's been sad about the story is not just the loss of life, but all of the auxiliary things that have been happening around the story. Like, one of the first things that's been the most frustrating for me is seeing the shooters say, oh, it wasn't racism, it was sex addiction. You killed six Asian people. Specifically, you went there. If there's anyone who's racist, it's a up who killed six Asian women. Your murders speak louder than your words. And you know, in a way, what makes it even more painful is that we saw it coming. We see these things happening. People have been warning. People in the Asian community have been tweeting and saying, "Please help us. We're getting punched in the streets. We're getting slurs written, written on our doors. We're getting people coming up to us to say, 'Thanks for, thanks for COVID, thanks for spoiling the world.' Thanks. We've seen this happening." And while we're fighting for it, there are many people who've been like, oh, stop being so woke and so dramatic. Kung flu, come on, ha, 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 ha. It's just a joke, yeah, yeah, it's a joke that has come at one of the most tense times in human history. You knew that something like this could happen. If you just apply your mind, you know that it's going to happen. This guy didn't go and kill these women by mistake. It wasn't, a, it's like he, he knew what he was doing. And it's so frustrating to see this keep happening in America over and over again. America sees things coming, it knows something is gonna happen, but it does nothing to stop it. But then it's all all, all in on saying, oh, so tragic, oh, so strange, who could have predicted this tragedy? Anyone who was looking at it could. Why are people so invested in solving the symptoms instead of the cause? America does this time and time again. Country that wants to fight the symptoms and not the underlying conditions that cause those symptoms to take effect. Racism, misogyny, gun violence, mental illness—and honestly, this incident might have been all of those things combined. Because it doesn't have to be one thing on its own. America has a rich tapestry of mass shooting motivations. But whatever you do, please, please, don't tell me that this thing had nothing to do with race. You can't disconnect this violence from the racial stereotypes that people attach to Asian women. This guy blamed a specific race of people for his problem and then murdered them because of it. If, if that's not racism, then the word has no meaning. And as if the violence, as if the, the, the trauma isn't enough, the part that breaks my brain, and I think so many people get affected by this as well because it feels like you're crazy when you're watching it, is where you see the police officer come up and almost trying to humanize the shooter more than the people who got shot. He was at the end of his rope. It, it was a bad day for him. For him? Yo, yesterday was a bad day for him? No, yesterday was a bad day for all the people who lost their lives. It's a bad day for, it's, it's, it's always interesting who police try and find the humanity is. Like, I can guarantee you, if a black person or brown person went on a mass killing spree in a white neighborhood, not a f- would a police officer go on TV and say, well, he was kind of at the end of his rope, and, and this is what he did. They barely have patience for black protesters who are not killing anybody. And the frustrating thing is that it did not have to happen. We can all do something to try and fight against this. We can't stop every evil person. Please, I'm not saying that. Some you know, someone's gonna be like, oh, there's always gonna be evil. Yeah, but you know what we can try and do is create an environment where we're not letting specific people be targeted because of the color of their skin. So heat-seeking, Johnny blazing. Oh, nightmares like West Creighton, niggas gunning, oh, my third eye seen it coming, be happy, but happy, happy, we know about them
0: statin' kids, they smash oh, it, everything, huh, in any shape, form, or fashion, oh, now everybody talking about they blasting. it. Is hmm, okay. is you busting still or is you flashing? hmm, okay. okay. talking out your you should've learned about the flowin' PZ Afro, The Calian Stallion, oh, chinky eye and snot nose, from my naps with oh, up okay. on